Welcome, welcome, welcome. You guys ready to party? I said, are you ready to party? I need to know if I can start the party. You know what? Start the party. Did Michael give you permission to do this? Start the party. Should I just give you hints? Yeah, give okay. Hints. <laughs> Hold on. Okay, let me think of something good. Um, I'm just thinking of what Kevin says. Shalom. <laughs> I've. Is that the hint? <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Okay. I love your culture and how you make certain foods around Christmas. <laughs> Christmas. But you don't celebrate Christmas. <laughs> so, I, you know, if you want to do that, then that's fine. But um, I love your, I don't know, I, I don't know what it's called. It's like noodle something. <laughs> You, you're known for your curly hair, <laughs> and you have a star okay. named David. <laughs> Jewish. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I was going after the shalom. <laughs> shalom. Okay. Um, I admire the furniture swedish (laughs) (laughs) two seconds (laughs) easy easy game (laughs) which brings us to the office episode we're talking about today which is diversity day diversity day i wish every day was diversity day as do i that is one of my favorite lines (laughs) from this episode Oh man, yeah, that's what I wrote down. Oh my gosh! Also, my other favorite line is Abraham Lincoln said, "If you're a racist, I will attack you with the North." (laughs) So good. (laughs) Oh man, yeah. Talking about favorite quotes, I also love. um, So, I mean, you have Mr. Brown who is leading Mm -hmm. the. uh, meeting the conference meeting mm-hmm. at the office today and I love when uh, Mr. Brown comes in Michael has to walk out at the same time as him <laughs> and talk to Oscar and talks to Oscar and then when Mr. Brown approaches him <laughs> and Oscar walks away he was like Oscar works in here <laughs> <laughs> just to point out that I have hired diverse people <laughs> I am an open-minded individual. <laughs> Is open-mindedness even a word? <laughs> Speaking of that, I love how he doesn't know how that's a word. Because, one, that insinuates that he, that has never been brought into his vocabulary before. Which means that he doesn't even... He's not can't even aware. Even, yeah, he can't even fathom what open-mindedness even is. <laughs> so true. I didn't think about that. Oh my gosh. Yeah, this is a great episode. Mm-hmm. And this one's written by BJ Novak. Nice. And, yeah, he was great. Yeah. Love BJ Novak. Love Mindy Kaling. Yeah. Oh my gosh. They're the best. But 
I don't know. I feel like this... It's only just the second episode and they're already establishing, like, you know, more of the characters, like, wants and needs. And yeah. going a bit more into, like, the B-list characters, I mm-hmm. guess. I feel like this episode's a lot more revealing, too, of yeah. characters. Yeah. And it's not, like, the focus isn't primarily on Michael. Mm-hmm. But it's like, okay, we yeah. get to see more of the other people. Yeah. Which is exciting. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, like, you just have to talk about how Michael acts in this episode. Yeah, uh, because um, there's just like so many moments where he he wants to be such a good boss. Yeah. You know he does, but he just can't understand how people don't like him. And he's trying to understand how to do that. And it's it's so sad when he's writing down what a hero is <laughs> because you know that he wants to be a hero to these people. <laughs> And he's like, okay, I need to nail down these four attributes so that I can be a hero. Yes. <laughs> like, this is all I need to be a hero. And if you need to know what those four attributes are, they are honesty, empathy, respect, and open-mindedness. <laughs> <laughs> and it is a word. <laughs> um, and, yeah, just the, I don't know, the whole Michael, like, trying to own the conversation. Yeah. Um, talking over Mr. Brown. He needs to be in charge of yeah. his office. Yeah. Um, uh, another thing I noted in like the first episode that I didn't talk about is just like how he brags while trying to be nice about everything. Mm-hmm. So he's just like so, I don't know, he just wants to be just so like loving to these people, but he doesn't understand where they're coming from when right. it's just basic like being nice to people. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and like so we just can't nail like i don't know being good but also like respecting boundaries i guess yeah and he's just so blind to like comfort zones yeah and just like where the line is yeah and like he doesn't even recognize that this whole meeting is about him mm-hmm. until like halfway through the episode yeah and then he refuses that it is yeah <laughs> throughout the rest and like the fact that he signs the contract with daffy duck and he's just like yeah you know um i especially love like when he goes out to complain to all the people and he's like i will do this with an open heart and an open mind and then he tears it (laughs) and then he's like but i believe in those things um he's just because he reads the like how everyone's receiving it and he's like wait i need to take a step back yeah but that's the thing about his character, though. Yeah. It's like, he kind of has a point. Because yeah. a lot of times, like, there's just kind of, like, this force-fed, like, we need to be open-minded. Mm-hmm. We need to respect everybody. But it's like, that's not really, like, we need to talk like people. Yeah, it's and, true. Like, understand what's really going on. Yeah. And so, like, like there's just this part of me that's like, Michael, like, knows what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. But his execution yeah. and, like, his understanding of it just cannot yeah. make it work. Yeah. Because I agree with, like, the idea of like because no one like felt anything when mr brown was talking Mm -hmm. it was just like okay we can't be doing like this one incident thing anymore right and that's like all it was about yeah and it was clearly just like the company is making me do this yeah this is a company thing we're just gonna cover our bases yeah please sign this but i i do get like when he's talking to everyone he's like no one felt anything and we need to like i don't know like understand where everyone's coming from but the fact that, like, because, like, I don't even, like, uh, diss the whole, like, card thing. Uh-huh. But the fact that he was, like, you need to push it <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> with everyone 
which was just insinuating you need to be stereotypical. Uh, yeah. And it's like, that doesn't wait. <laughs> yeah, he just misses the mark. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't realize what the point of that mm-hmm. should be. Yeah. And yeah, he's like, he wants there to be arguments and shouting. Yeah. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's so bad. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Uh, I feel like we need to, again, talk about Kevin because he's a bit more mm-hmm. revealing in this episode. Because mm-hmm. I love the scene with his big pencil yes. that he has. Yeah. I, I um, down. Yeah. Because it's so like just a Kevin thing. But it's not like him being dumb. He's just like fooling around. Yeah. And like Michael's talking about him like, I don't think Kevin has a funny bone in his body. Yeah. Um, with just the fact that when he has to do the Chris Rock routine, he does it in such a monotone voice. <laughs> and he just like has this blank expression on his face. Or it's just like, I don't know. He kind of has like a gym, a like idealistic idea to him where he's just like i don't really like my job but you know i'm here yeah um where he's just like so black people don't really like this other group of black people (laughs) and it's like (laughs) he's just i don't know like it's it's a brief thing with kevin in this episode but it's just like you know you love his character in the beginning um and again it's a shame that it doesn't go the way that you wanted it to but Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just, I had to talk about those. No, yeah, that's a good thing to point out, because yeah. I didn't even, like, really pick up on that. Because, mm-hmm. like, it's hard when you've seen the episode so many times. Yeah. You just kind of, like, almost, like, glance over mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a great thing to point out. Just, yeah. again, showing Kevin's character. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> you do a pretty good Kevin impression. Thank you. <laughs> I have a very monotone voice, I can nail it. Um, but, yeah, I just... And then, so, while this whole diversity day is going on, you have the, like, I guess the other story going on is Jim's trying to seal this deal with a big mm-hmm. contractor that is basically a big part of his bonus. Yeah, like a huge part. Yeah. Um, so he buys himself a mini champagne, <laughs> champagne bottle to celebrate, uh-huh. um, which, you know, it's just like, it's so pitiful how he lives his life yeah. at the moment because he's chasing after this girl that is engaged mm-hmm. and the only really like i don't know i don't want to say happiness but it kind of is like the only happiness he really has is just like this one ceiling deal and he like splurges with a little yeah. mini champagne bottle to just like i don't know gloat on the fact that he did something right yeah, that's true his existence is almost a little sad but yeah i didn't really look at it that way because i was about to say like I feel like Jim's, like, good at, like, giving himself little rewards and, like, you know, like, to get through. Then buy yourself a whole champagne bottle. <laughs> That's so true. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. You know? He just doesn't... He's not willing to, like, give himself mm-hmm. the full... Yeah. ...treatment or whatever. Yeah. You know? It's like... It's almost like he feels like he doesn't deserve mm-hmm. the whole thing, which is kind of, like, another reason why... Like, obviously, he loves Pam, but it's another reason why he chases after Pam is because mm-hmm. he's like, I shouldn't have this... But I want it, so I'm just gonna get the small chunk that I yeah, deserve. Yeah, like just a small amount. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. I was about to say something else about him. Like, I don't know. Never mind. <laughs> I can't think of it. <laughs> It'll um, come back to me. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. Just jumping ahead to like the end of the episode when Dwight is the one that seals the deal instead of him, because again, it's like Jim is. 
there's so many calls that he makes to this guy Mm -hmm. and it's kind of infuriating yeah because you'd think that if this was like an ongoing sales thing it's just like hey are we still good okay cool i'll refill your order right and then it's that's it yeah why did it need to be long yeah why is it such a long conversation and i know he's trying to like get a new recycled paper right to this new client for like one percent more but again it's like it shouldn't be that much of a feat I think it, I think it does talk more about Jim's character. Yeah, he kind of he puts in like an honest effort, mm-hmm. but he's also just kind of like snubbed a lot. Yeah, by like his environment. Yeah, but I think that's because he lets it. Yeah, that's true, and it's kind of like a passive guy, mm-hmm. which is interesting that he's also a salesperson. Yeah, because he has these character traits of being kind of timid a little yeah. bit and like more passive, but some apparently he's a good salesman. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird. Yeah, you don't know exactly why because. I don't know. I feel like you kind of get a bit more of an understanding when his character kind of shells out after he's That's with true. Pam. Yeah. Um, but again, it's like during these first uh, few seasons while he's not with Pam, mm-hmm. it's just like, why are you yeah. here? How has he been able to close sales? Yeah. Like he can't close he can't, anything else. Yeah. He just can't like grab on to things and like mm-hmm. make them his. Um, and so it's, I don't know. It's just... I don't know. You just don't understand, like, how Jim is even still working here. Because, yeah. like, thinking about it, it's like he's probably the worst salesman there at the time yeah, when they weird. first start yeah. filming. Um, because I'd say that, like, Phyllis is probably better. Yeah. Um, and I'd probably say that she's probably, like, maybe the weakest salesman mm-hmm. just because she has a passive personality, mm-hmm. I feel like. Um, she can be assertive, definitely. Yeah. But I don't know. I'd say they're like Stanley or Phyllis are probably the weakest just because they, I don't know, they have such like a laid back personality. Yeah. They're kind of just like put in their time till they can retire. Yeah. 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 Like. Um, but yeah, like, like this episode, it really feels like Jim is like the worst salesman. Like he's an Andy salesman. Mm-hmm. He's just like, he can't say the right things to get these people yeah. to do it. And then Dwight immediately is just like, okay, do you want to do this? And they're like, yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> And gives him a discount on it even. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, I don't know. Jim just doesn't have like any, any confidence in himself to like yeah. get anything that he wants. I, I wonder if that's another reason why he sort of focuses his attention on Dwight. Is I wonder if he's even a little bit jealous of Dwight. Because he's yeah, like, yeah. you know, Dwight is probably like a way better salesman than mm-hmm. him. And he, you know, just kind of steals yeah. stuff from under his feet if it... Dwight's like, if you're not going to close the sale, like, yeah. I'm going to close it. Yeah. This is a sale that's ready to happen. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting that they make Jim a salesperson. Like, it's almost like there's something his character needs to learn yeah. from being a salesman. Because, yeah. like, later when he, like, sort of confesses his love to Pam, I wonder if, like, he's learned more from being a salesman mm-hmm. to allow him to actually, like, express what he wants to happen. Yeah. I probably say that because, like, as I've learned, like, how to write a good story um, through what I've been doing right now, it's just, like, you know, you need to establish what a character wants and what a character needs to learn. Um, So, like, Jim wants to get Pam and, like, you know, be able to finish a sale and, like, close one. Um, But he needs to learn that, like, patience with Pam and like yeah. to like learn the confidence in himself. Um, but he just doesn't like realize that. Yeah. And I, I definitely say that like he, he's definitely jealous of Dwight with how yeah. he like 
Because the only way he can get back at him is through antagonizing him with yeah. pranks. Uh huh. Because that's the um, one thing that like James good at. Yeah. And like it makes sense because he grew up with two brothers, mm-hmm. so he was. I bet he was like outshined by them a lot. Oh yeah. Like either athletically or in school. Yeah. And so maybe like the one way for him to, you know, feel like he had some kind of control in his life was like I'm gonna pull pranks on them to, uh-huh. you know, at least feel like I'm kind of in control yeah because we learn later that his brothers aren't very good at pranking Mm -hmm. um like they try to do like retaliate but they just they don't under they don't understand how to (laughs) do it they're just like oh what if we just bullied you yeah (laughs) yeah um but yeah it's just it's i keep saying this but it's just so telling to their characters of just like because like you don't really realize it but there's just so much told about jim's character in this episode where he's just so weak he just like um and especially like when pam just like falls asleep on his shoulder and he Mm -hmm. calls that a good day yeah it's just like like that's a highlight yeah that's that's the only thing because like if that didn't happen he'd be like this was one of the worst days Mm -hmm. at work like i didn't get that yeah because the sale didn't go through yeah but just because pam accidentally fell asleep on his shoulder Mm -hmm. it's like whoa yeah yeah and like again with his character how he is like I, i've never thought about it this way but he is more passive yeah than he sort of plays off because on his face he seems like he's kind of like a charming like he knows yeah. everything that's going uh-huh. on kind of guy but if you really examine his character he is like a passive sort yeah. of timid character who's just trying to like inch out a little bit uh-huh. and yeah i bet like through most of his life before this things have just kind of like fallen into his lap uh-huh. and like He's just kind of gone with wherever life takes him. Yeah. Because he wouldn't have ended up at a paper supply company. Like, no. He has no interest in that at all. Yeah. Like, yeah, he loves sports a lot more. Mm-hmm. If he like had the drive and the ambition to actually get a job in the sports community, then he would have. But he just, I don't know. He he probably like, I don't know. I want to say that like his brothers were doing something in sales, or he just. I don't know. I'm trying to think like how he would even want to end up as even a paper supply salesman. Yeah. Because I feel like, I don't know. I feel like he'd be like a Kevin where he just signs up for the um, warehouse. Yeah. Because I feel like he would like his kind of person would fit in more in like a warehouse yeah, environment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just it's hard to even think like how he would even come to be like I'm gonna be a salesman. Yeah. Um, I don't know where that drive would like come from, but it's just, I don't know. I just feel so bad for Jim. Um, cause he just doesn't have the right tools to like Mm -hmm. get anything that he wants or needs. Wow. That's so weird. I've never realized this. Like seriously, is it like groundbreaking for me? I'm like, whoa, cause that's really deep. And I think Mm -hmm. on a subconscious level, I think I've been picking up on that. And I think that's why he's such a likable character. Uh Is because like he has these weaknesses that don't that they're not obvious and you have to like look for them. Yeah. But when you see them, it's like whoa, these are huge. Yeah. Like this is a huge character flaw in you, uh-huh. and that's why your life is the way it is right now. It's like whoa, dude. Yeah. Shoot. Yeah, I know. I never really thought of it either, but I I always remembered every time I watched that episode, it's just mm-hmm. how frustrated I got with how he kept calling him. Yeah. The the guy that he's trying to get the sale from, because it's just like. This shouldn't be this hard. Why yeah. are you making it so hard to like, just close this sale that's already ongoing? Like, you know? Because yeah, he just wow. keeps looking at the phone and just like waiting to get this call back when it should just be an easy like two minute deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
again, like the the jealousy of Dwight when Dwight is just like dealing with the shredder at the time when he's trying to close the sale is just like another tell into Dwight is just like over shining him with just mm-hmm. like this like even when you're trying to make this easy sales pitch like I'm not gonna make it easy for you because yeah. you need to like understand that like I'm gonna make this difficult for yeah. you and like Dwight I think that's another reason maybe Jim is jealous of him because Dwight is confident mm-hmm. he may be lacking in some like social cues yeah. and other parts of his life but he's confident in whatever he does he's like i'm sure what i'm yeah. doing i can sell you this paper i can sell you this horse like yeah. i'll sell you whatever <laughs> you want yeah. you know he's in charge uh-huh. of his destiny and like that's like dwight's dream you know yeah. like dwight loves being at the paper company maybe yeah. i don't know oh yeah he does he does um but yeah man that just made me really sad about jim i know you point that out yeah it's like yeah that's really sad because yeah. he's yeah definitely i bet they're he has like a dream for sure as we find out later but yeah why he ends up there is because he's probably just too timid to go out there and he's too much of a passive person to like pursue it yeah like unless there was an opportunity that kind of came to him mm-hmm. and he was like oh wow this kind of worked out great yeah i'll just go this way because this is where life is taking me man yeah. i like, really identify with that i think I it, like really hits a nerve with me where yeah because like, like in my life for sure like i see there's like two paths I could definitely go on in my mm-hmm. life where like one's like because I'm like really interested in art and like yeah. becoming an artist and that would take like active pursuing and like closing deals yeah but there's another half of me that really identifies with Jim's character where it's like I just am too scared and timid yeah and like too passive of a person so I could totally see myself ending up in a place like that like worst case scenario yeah you know? yeah yeah, I think that's why everyone loves Jim's character so much. It's just, like, even if they don't realize it, it's just, like, because he is, like, that, you know, smug kind of guy where you're, like, oh, you're so funny and quirky and, like, yeah. I love you. But I think it's just, like, a subconscious thing where, like, even if we don't notice it, we see that Jim is just, like, struggling with every aspect of his life. Because you could say that Dwight is struggling with, like, his social cues, but that doesn't, like bother him from work because yeah. there's like he's he has the social cues enough to like talk to someone about a pitch so he doesn't need to worry about like his relationships yeah, with like people on a personal really... level mm-hmm. like that doesn't even pertain to him because you know he doesn't care but with jim it's like every aspect of his life is just like dull yeah, like so there's average. just there's nothing exciting about it yeah. and just like um i don't know a lot of us feel that way from time to time where it's just like there's nothing fun going on and there's like i want to pursue either this girl that i've been in love with forever or just like this dream job or you know anything else and it's just like you don't have the guts to actually go out and like do that mm-hmm. um and like everyone like so many people are like that um but it's just like yeah just jim doesn't have any of that and i i feel like he still doesn't have that in like later seasons i feel like the only time he really snaps is when ryan really picks at him when he's yeah in corporate Mm -hmm. because it's just like you know you have that classic conversation with jim talking to him on his voicemail where he's just like i'm gonna stay here like you can't keep me from doing this like that's that's like the first moment where you see that like Jim has passion yeah, in and something. That's the only yeah. Besides, that's Pam. the first time you really see he cares about the job. Yeah, 
because every time before that, you know, it's just like, I'm just trying to get through the day. Mm-hmm. Pray Dwight as much as I can. Yeah. Talk to Pam. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. He's probably like really depressed. I probably, yeah. Man. I know. <laughs> Dang, I did not expect that, dude. Yeah, it just made me sad. Yeah. Um, cause like, obviously everyone's like, oh, get me a relationship like Jim and Pam. Mm -hmm. Um, and like, but yeah, when they first started out, it was just like Jim chasing after this girl that like, obviously had feelings for him, but didn't, Mm -hmm. you know, they're both passive people. So they didn't actually act on those things. And I think the reason that, you know, we're, we're going to talk about this episode later, but, um, casino night Mm -hmm. when he actually makes a pass at Pam yeah. that like the reason it's so powerful is because he never like said anything to her yeah. and it's been like even though we've just watched a season of it it's been told that like it's been years that he's been doing this totally. with Pam so the fact that like he actually says like I'm into you <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> I have feelings for you um, and it's it's still like in a passive manner where he ends up leaving when yeah. she doesn't accept it um but yeah, his relationships with like everyone is very depressing just with how he doesn't really comprehend like how to actually get things that he's driving for. Yeah. Yeah, that's so interesting. And also cuz when he decides to transfer. Yeah. Again, it shows like his passivity mm-hmm. because like it would make sense that he would go to a different job, you Yeah. Know? Like he'd be like, "Okay, I'm, like the only reason I'm staying here is because of Pam. Yeah. But now that Pam's gone, he's like, "Well, I guess I'm here, so like I don't want to go out and find another job, so I'll just go transfer." Yeah. And it's and it's because Jan offered it to him. Uh huh. Right. Yeah. So, again. Yeah, it's so passive because wow. if he wasn't given that opportunity with Jan, he probably just would have quit or kept going. But I don't know. Yeah. I can't imagine him wanting to stay there. Mm-hmm. It'd probably just be like he wouldn't talk to Pam anymore. And... He'd probably go to like Vance Refrigeration. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like apply to the warehouse or uh-huh. I don't know. Um, Man. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, there's a lot about Jim. That's just. No, yeah, that's so true though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. It's just like, like it's still kind of hitting me too. But yeah, it's just like that sales call just says a lot about like how he deals with things because mm-hmm. he just he can't close it yeah the whole episode he just can't close it and then when he finally is like ready to it's already gone mm-hmm. um wow yeah yeah that's super telling yeah dang so i and i'm sure like i'm so impressed with the writers that they knew all this like oh, yeah. they know all this about jim yeah because just the level of research they put into everything like Mm-hmm. I just love I would have loved to be like a fly on the wall in the I writing know. room yeah in the early days like, yeah it's amazing it's so cool this mm-hmm. is also like the first episode with well is um, Kelly in the pilot I don't She's think not, so because I think she got hired and Toby shows up in the second episode as well <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah but yeah this is the first episode with Mindy Kaling mm-hmm. and she got hired on by Greg Daniels because he saw she had like oh, really? a one woman show Okay. And like he saw it and he was like, Yeah, we need you on our team. Oh, cool. And he read like um a script that she wrote. That mm-hmm. just like a you know, it's not like not an actual script, but yeah. just like 
a potential script for a show. Okay. And so he read that and I was like, yeah, you need to be a part of oh, this. Oh, cool. And it's so amazing. Like BJ Novak and Mindy Kaling were so young. Yeah. When they started writing for The Office. How old were they? They were in their early 20s. Okay. Like, I just seemed so So just like a little bit me. older yeah. than me. Like, yeah. they barely graduated wow. college. Like, isn't that, doesn't that make you feel like so unaccomplished? <laughs> like, holy cow. Yeah. It's amazing. And they're so talented. Mm. It's so cool. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. I think you'd assume that, uh, what's the actor of Toby? What's his real name? Um, I can't remember. His last name's like Wybers. I can't remember. Anyways, um, Toby, uh, I feel like he was also added on in that episode Mm -hmm. as well because he wasn't in the first one. Yeah. And then he immediately makes a... Because I know that like Mindy Kaling was like a lot of the powerhouse behind Toby. So Mm -hmm. I wonder if she kind of like coerced that to happen because I know she like pushed him to act even though he didn't think he was a good actor. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. That's cool. Yeah. Um, But... And it's funny because he's like, I don't know, the way he just like delivers things in such a monotone voice, it's just like, I don't know. It's just weird how he wouldn't think that he'd be good at doing that. But... Yeah, he's great at that character. <laughs> yeah. My goodness. Yeah, I just love how like, speaking of like, uh, character building and stuff, just like, the first minute you see Toby, <laughs> yes. he makes a pass at Michael's <laughs> meeting and then he's immediately kicked out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love Michael and Toby's relationship. It just makes me so happy. Just Michael's pure hatred for him. Yeah. It's just amazing. Like, you can already, like, feel it. Like, I don't know. Just, like, you don't know who this guy is. Like, he isn't established as the HR rep yet. This is his first scene. Yeah. And, like, Michael's like, get out. Yeah. He's out of his office. <laughs> He's just like, oh, are we going to sit in a circle? And it's like, no. If you're going to... If you're not going to take this seriously, you can leave. <laughs> it's just like... I think this is a joke. Yeah. <laughs> so... Oh my gosh. It's just amazing. Yeah. It's another thing with Michael. is just like, if he's the... Like, obviously, this is told time and time again throughout the office. But mm-hmm. if he's the butt of a joke, he hates it. Yeah. He will not tolerate that. And he will kick you out. <laughs> but especially with yeah, Toby. Especially with Toby. <laughs> Because oh with gosh. other people, he'll be like, oh, yeah, we, we were just playing along. Like, mm-hmm. It was just a fun jest, even though my feelings are very hurt. <laughs> right. But, yeah, with Toby, he won't take any like, Yeah, if Jim had said that, like, he would have been probably okay with it. Yeah. But, yeah. Just, yeah. If Toby says it, it's not okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting to think, uh, Michael isn't established with any siblings, right? No. I feel like he'd be an only child. He yeah, feels like that kind of yeah, never bring up. vibe. Any other siblings? Because, yeah. yeah. I'll, do they even talk about his dad? They only talk about... No, because his dad was, like, out of the picture. Yeah. He, he pretty much had oh, a yeah. single mom. And then he had, like, a stepdad come in. Yeah, when he talks about name. the therapy stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It's just, like... I don't know. I think of, like, if Michael had siblings, I feel like he would have tolerated a little bit more, like... Oh, he would have had a bit more of a yeah. wall or, like, thick skin to, like, mm-hmm. deal with people like poking at him but i think the fact that like he's been so coddled throughout his entire Mm -hmm. life is just like he doesn't know how to like handle when people are being like even slightly mean to him even if they don't mean it it's just like um and especially if it's like someone that he doesn't care for yeah (laughs) which i think also tells with like his stepdad or the guy that came into the picture it's just like he didn't tolerate him so he just like pushed him back yeah anyone who like slightly aligns with that character in his mm-hmm. life like is just automatically dismissed and he has yeah. a problem like yeah. 
we had he had a problem with Mr. Brown, probably mm. like who knows what other guys were coming around. Like yeah. there's probably someone who was like trying to come in and like establish strict rules and yeah. like, a regiment and he's yeah. like that's not okay. Like, yeah, that's not how we do things. The authoritative, yeah, yeah. type thing, because that also like tells in like the lay- later seasons when like Charles comes in, mm-hmm. and also like when he's leaving, and then he realizes that the work, like the boss, isn't gonna be the same as him, right? And he hates that. Yeah, just like everyone knows how things work around here, and if you change yeah. it, then that's not how it's supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, it was definitely just him and his mom, and yeah, that's also very telling of his. Mm-hmm you know progression yeah. throughout life yeah and just what he can tolerate mm-hmm. as a person <laughs> <laughs> yeah um let's see i'm trying to think um i don't know uh it's also with like dwight um taking notes during the meeting when mm-hmm. my well actually when michael's talking about his um like where he's from mm-hmm. and Dwight taking down notes of like Michael. Yeah. <laughs> like like what, is... <laughs> what is he gonna do with that information? Um, like <laughs> But I bet, like I bet like he's the type of personality who would like he's doing it to suck up, but also I think he would actually study that. Like oh yeah. At, like when he gets home, yeah after dinner, he's gonna like read those notes. Be like, you know what? Okay, like I'm gonna implement this into my life sure i do this and like you know just like but i'm trying to think because michael's just like listing off like i'm part irish (laughs) and dwight's just taking notes (laughs) and it's like so are you just like studying who michael is just as a person (laughs) yeah (laughs) because it's not even like michael saying anything like of worth he's just saying who like where he comes from yeah um and dwight's still taking notes yeah which is just like (laughs) That's so funny because like Michael is like can't tolerate anyone else of authority, but mm-hmm. Dwight loves someone else of authority. Like he just yeah. wants to like learn as much as he can and get as close to them as possible yeah. so that he can become the authority. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, I don't know. And it's and like another thing that I find funny is just like how much Michael wants to be friends with everyone, but he doesn't want to be friends with Dwight. Like that's the, yeah, one, the person one person who doesn't who, want to be friends with. The one person who wants to be friends with him. That's yeah. so true. Yeah. <laughs> and he doesn't like they could have such a good relationship. I know. <laughs> Cuz like they have a lot of like I don't know. Like they're so different, but at the same time they're like so similar. Mm-hmm. It's it's weird. It's yeah. hard to like explain because um you know, Dwight's super nerdy and Michael doesn't even understand like those concepts. You yeah. just think it, it's like a stupid like geeky thing that's just irrelevant yeah. but it's like i don't know you think of all the adventures that they go on and it's like they obviously like connect on a level that isn't like dwight wanting to suck up mm-hmm. or like when michael's in a vulnerable situation that where like he needs someone like they still like do stuff together um and it's just like i don't know <laughs> just why doesn't michael want to be dwight's friend i just always like wonder about that because it's like question. i know because there's not like anything intolerable about Dwight that you can think of that would like make Michael want to push away. I wonder if it's like just the image of it because you know Dwight's kind of like a nerd and Mm -hmm. Michael doesn't want to be he also he always want to come he always wants to come off as like sort of like the cool James Bondy like Mm -hmm. boss and if he associates with Dwight it's going to sort of ruin his image that he's created in his mind. Yeah. So I wonder if he's worried about what people are going to think about him. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. It's, um, I don't know. 
I'm trying to think of... Because there's no one else that he pushes away from except Toby, mm-hmm. which is just for completely different reasons. Because um, there's, like, other, like, dorky people. Like, Pam's kind of a dorky person, mm-hmm. and so is Jim. Um, but he doesn't push us away from those people as much. Like, obviously, yeah. Dwight is, like, an extremist of yeah. that. So, you know, there's a difference there. But... I don't know. There's not like a lot of cool cats in the <laughs> in the office, um, besides maybe like Ryan. Mm-hmm. But you know, obviously Michael would pursue that um, more than anyone like else that he pursues, which makes sense because he yeah. wants to have that image of like he wants to be Ryan basically, yeah. um, even if what Ryan is doing is like fake because he's not actually that yeah. cool. Um, he just perceives that, which, you know, is what Michael wants to be. Yeah, he sees, like, he's like, Ryan's who I, either, like, who I was or who I am. Yeah. And that's who I want to be. Mm-hmm. And so I wonder if also, like, his thought process is, like, would Ryan be friends with Dwight? And it's like, no. So Yeah, he always goes through, like, <laughs> would Ryan do that? No. Yeah. Yeah. The Ryan test. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Or maybe, like, there was an interaction with Todd Packer, and Todd Packer was like, man, Dwight, what a dweeb, you know? Like, uh-huh. you should never hang out with that guy. Yeah. That's so lame. And so I wonder if, like, maybe Todd Packer was sort of like the Ryan of Michael's life before Ryan came in. Because they kind of had Yeah, it seems that like that, close that dynamic. Because, you know, Michael kind of does, like, a mirroring thing with Packer, mm-hmm. where he goes to his extremist levels when Packer's around. Because he's a little more yeah, subdued mm-hmm. around everyone else. But when Packer comes around, he's He'll just do, like, like... the most insane Yeah. Things. And he, like, he, like, supports what Packer does. Um, because he may not, like, like, um, do exactly what Packer does. But if Packer does it, then he'll be like, oh, man, that's so cool. Yeah, totally. Um, like, he may not engage in it, but he'll still, like, um, I don't know, be his, like support system yeah when he does something like that mm-hmm. um but yeah it's just i don't know especially i don't know i want to talk about how ryan also sat out oh, <laughs> in I this know, episode too do you know why no i figured out why so oh really i watched the deleted scenes mm-hmm. and there's this scene where um to sort of show like it's kind of this weird dynamic of like showing tolerance and so ryan comes in for the meeting Okay. And like he's about to tell this story about one of his neighbors who was like he played in the base like in baseball while it was still segregated. And he was like, oh. Yeah, you have these cool stories and then Michael's like, um, I should say that he's not a full time employee and so like he probably shouldn't be here. <laughs> like Mr. Brown's like, No, it's fine, like anyone who wants to join can join and he's like, No, like I don't like he, he shouldn't be and so he's like Ryan like maybe go check and see if anyone's parked in the handicapped spots in the parking lot and so he sends Ryan out and there's a clip of him going to the parking lot and looking (laughs) to see if anyone's in the handicapped spot and so that's why he's on the couch later really yeah oh my gosh I was wondering that too I was like why isn't Ryan in this meeting yeah but it's because Michael's like he's not a full time employee so (laughs) like we like no he's not worthy to be here so he shut him out because he was talking about segregated baseball teams well i probably partly because it was like oh man like ryan's like totally upstaging this and he's telling a cool story oh okay but also like he's not a full-time employee yeah and so i should kick him out <laughs> like, i don't know it was i think they were also just trying to show like 
Michael is intolerant. Yeah. Even though he like is like, oh, I like I'm so open uh-huh. and diverse, but they're just sort of trying to illustrate that in yeah. that scene. I feel like. Yeah. But it's just kind of funny, like, because I was wondering, and it totally explains it in the deleted scenes, which is so good. <laughs> yeah, I was. Yeah, I was so curious about that because I was like, yeah. obviously Ryan's had out in the first episode. Um, but he was like calling someone, but he was just sitting on a couch. Like, what is he doing? He's just sitting on a couch. Yeah. I would have loved if he went to the parking lot and it was Michael in the handicapped spot. <laughs> that would have been good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I had no, no idea about that. Yeah. So that's kind of a fun fact I learned, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. Do you have any other fun facts about this episode? <laughs> um, let's see. Um, so Mr. Brown was a writer for the show. Oh, really? And they didn't have his part cast yet. Okay. But Greg Daniels was like, I think you could do it. And so he read at the table read, and then he just played the character. Okay. So that was kind of interesting. Um, and then there were some other, like... So in Michael's video... Um, mm-hmm. So the name of the diversity group is called Diversity Today. Yeah. And that's why in Michael's video he says... I am from Diversity Tomorrow because today is almost over. And so he like wants to upstage this diversity group. So that's why he said that. Oh man. But then there's like other they like were playing around with other names. Yeah. So um one of the ones they were tinkering with was they would call it um like Diversity three sixty and then Michael would say Diversity three sixty five. And the other one was like um, just like diversity two thousand and Michael would do diversity three thousand. So it's so funny. Like I yeah. I also have to say I love whenever Michael creates a video. It's just like my yeah, favorite thing. I know. Because he just like thinks he's a director, like a serious <laughs> actor. It's so awesome. Oh I, my god. Yeah, I especially <laughs> love like um it's it's such like a I love when they finish it and he's like, what did you think? And I love the comment from Kevin because it's such like a, you'd say it at school mm-hmm. or something or like the sound was kind of low <laughs> and like, and I love how immediately Michael's like, oh, it was probably something to do with the <laughs> camera operator and it just pans over to Dwight and he's just so sad. <laughs> What's also funny is there's deleted scenes of Dwight taking those videos uh-huh. and Michael gets so upset at him because he's always like shaking the camera oh. and like <laughs> Michael's like I'm going to count myself in three two one and then he'll start talking and Dwight will be like action and he just gets so <laughs> mad at him so it just like adds more to that yeah like that's why like Michael's uh-huh. so angry about the camera work yeah oh man it's just like Michael's just such a I don't know especially with his videos and just like how he decides to show things to people Mm -hmm. it's just like he just has to like be so dramatic about how everything happens Mm -hmm. um and i don't know i just (laughs) you just wonder why he's like this (laughs) and he wants to show also i think to feel like he's an interesting person like he wants to present himself as being like look i I know how to do all these different things Mm -hmm. like i'm i'm a like a renaissance man kind yeah. of, you know i know how to act i know how to film i know how to direct yeah i'm a comedian <laughs> a <laughs> i'm friend. the boss of this branch <laughs> i'm a boss and an entertainer um yeah i just i feel like we should talk about the uh cards at the very least we haven't even yeah. gotten to like the actual meeting i know you already have it <laughs> yeah um but it's just like First of all, his Martin Luther King yes. card. So obviously he gets like the most, like he doesn't get a, like a generalized yeah. 
ethnic He's group, above. But he is like a specific leader yeah. of like a movement mm-hmm. and an important figure. <laughs> He's like, this is me. Yeah. <laughs> What's his comment about it? Like, what does he say? Um, I think he goes into like the I have a dream. Yeah, he's like, he puts it on and then he's like, I have a dream that you'll do this. And then like in the clip after it, he's like talking to them and he's like, why? Because I, I don't know. I can't I remember. remember. Um, but yeah. And then also I played the gag at the beginning, but the fact that he labeled Jewish as like, like, obviously it's a religious diversity, but it's mm-hmm. not like, cause usually when you think of diversity, you think of like, you know, racial Right. diversity mm-hmm. that's usually what it's pertaining to um and i just find it funny that like he writes down jewish as like a diverse trait because it's not i don't know it might have been different like back in the day yeah i think at one point yeah. it was like because okay i mean obviously they were very much yeah like um what's the word like um stereotypical yeah or like restricted from yeah. society yeah but yeah, like not so much today. Yeah. So sure, I right. guess it's interesting to watch it now uh-huh. and be like, why is Jewish a card? Right. Because <laughs> it's like, <laughs> if anything, you're cool if you're Jewish. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, because people are like, whoa, you don't celebrate Christmas? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, it's just like the the pushing of uh, forcing people to be so stereotypical about all yeah. these different races. And what's interesting is everyone else is like saying things that are like, they admire about the yeah, culture and it's, it's a compliment and you couldn't like pick anything stereotypical from it yeah and one of my favorite lines also is like dwight's talking to meredith and he just like stomps off and he's like lots of cultures eat rice yeah <laughs> like, you're not helping me yeah he's playing it as like a game yeah when it like i don't think michael set it up as a game he just wanted to like see people interact mm-hmm. as all these different cultures his, his goal was to like get them to see what it feels like to be a minority yeah and so it's like that's why he wanted people yeah. to like yell and shout uh-huh. he's like i want you to feel like marginalized yeah <laughs> but... yeah but yeah i i think the joke that still makes me like laugh out loud no matter like how many times i watch it is when um uh kelly slaps him and then mm-hmm. walks away and then he's like now you know what it feels like to be a minority because <laughs> it's like, she's like she gets it <laughs> yeah she gets it <laughs> Because it's just like, I don't know, the, you know, it's so ironic <laughs> with just like Kelly and then <laughs> being Indian and then he's like, oh yeah, you know how it be- feels to be a minority now. <laughs> right. Um, and the fact that Kelly has to leave for a meeting and then he's like, there's only two of you left. You can't leave. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. No matter how many times he comments how he's like, he doesn't comment on race or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and like asking Oscar if Mexican is okay. <laughs> right, that's another funny part. It's like, is there another term? Yeah. You know, Mexican just has so many bad connotations. <laughs> <laughs> what connotations, Michael? <laughs> um, but yeah, also with like, even when like they leave the meeting when they're all done with it, he says goodbye to Oscar in Spanish. Or it oh, isn't even it isn't even a goodbye. <laughs> I don't even know what I can't remember what he says, but it's not goodbye. Uh-huh. I don't think. Um, but yeah, he's just like. <laughs> He so clearly, like, doesn't, like, understand that, <laughs> you know, you don't have to, like, comment on people's race, but you also don't have to be blind to it. Right. You don't have to be like, oh, you're Mexican. You just have to be like, oh, hello. Yeah. <laughs> you know? You don't have to pretend that it's not there as well. That's the funny thing about him, too, is, like, sort of that 
misconception that like you know i don't see color i'm yeah. colorblind when he says that in yeah. the beginning <laughs> mr brown's like actually no <laughs> and like he tells him his name he's like oh first test i, I won't call you that yeah <laughs> you know? and throughout the entire episode he's like mr brown if that is his real name <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> just like refusing that mm-hmm. even like someone that has like the last name brown like it's even possible for someone who has like <laughs> brown like skin it's just like (laughs) man (laughs) he just doesn't process like any of it Mm -hmm. um and it's just like i don't know michael's an idiot yeah for sure (laughs) (laughs) this like whole episode is just like michael's an idiot um just like how he (laughs) i want to know like uh mr brown's reaction when he like actually read that it said daffy duck Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I I don't even know. I feel like if I was Mr. Brown, I would be like, okay, at least he signed it. Yeah. Or I would just sign up another one that didn't say Daffy Duck and be like, Michael signed it. Yeah. And even if Michael didn't sign it, I would have signed one and been like, I'm not going back yeah, there. Yeah, for sure. That would a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> you would not want to deal with that. Because <laughs> that would be the worst. Like, that's your job. And then you have, like... The authority figure in the office yeah. is not on board with this. And so... Who's the problem? Yeah. <laughs> so that would be just so hard. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. It's also crazy, like... This is probably, like, a stupid thing to say, but it's crazy how Michael, like, hasn't been fired at all. Yeah. But, I mean, it makes sense because it needs to be for the show and mm-hmm. it needs to be funny, but... Just, like... It's like, holy cow. Like, yeah. <laughs> I know, like, especially, like, when we've showed mom this, mm-hmm. she's just like, Michael, like, how how is he fired? Because <laughs> right. that's, like, an outside perspective of mm-hmm. watching the show is because, yeah. like, he's so incompetent. You're just like, how is he not, like, <laughs> just not work? Like, someone who is an authority figure should not have that much incompetency to them. Right. <laughs> um, and it's just, yeah, it's so surprising how just, like, how much corporate puts up with everything that he does. Yeah. And obviously it's based on, like, because they even play it off as, like, he's a good salesman, and so it's kind of like a Todd Packer situation, no, where, like, true. he has the numbers to be there, and because mm-hmm. it's such a declining business, they're just like, we'll yeah. keep anyone we can as yeah, long as they that's like remotely give us numbers. Yeah, anything positive, yeah. then we'll keep them around. Yeah. Which I guess makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. I also have to comment on when Dwight is talking about how they shouldn't bring up gays <laughs> yeah. in the diversity day. <laughs> it's like, that's a, what does he say? It's a preference or what does he say? Um, it's a, well, he's like, it's a sexuality, first of all. Oh, he or, said it's an orientation. Yeah, not orientation. A, not a race. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's another thing talking about the Jewish thing is it's, mm-hmm. it's a religion, not a race. So right. that's an, another like technicality that it shouldn't be brought up, but I understand like, a while ago it needed to be brought up right um but yeah it's just like <laughs> you realize like how homophobic dwight is in the beginning and he's still like kind of is throughout the yeah like the rest of it because he's just so ignorant with like what it is yeah and like when oscar comes out yeah like he's like what like he's not dressed in women's clothes yeah <laughs> yeah he's, like so shocked yeah um but i just like just like I kind of forgot that he, like, said that. And just, like, to hear that, you're just like, Dwight is so, like... <laughs> yeah. Like, this is why Dwight and Michael need to be best friends. Because they just don't understand, yeah. like, anything. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I just, like, it's... 
I don't know. It's just, I don't, <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> but yeah, I just, I couldn't get over that comment because I had forgotten it. Yeah. Um, and just like how he just keeps reinforcing and how Mr. Brown is like, well, we don't have a lot of time. <laughs> That's just kind of how he passes it off. How He's else like, are you going to deal with that? Yeah. <laughs> Just like so much baggage to unpack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like we only have an hour. Yeah, so. we only have an hour. Yeah. <laughs> also, I have to say, like, Michael's meeting is the rest of the day from like lunch to five. I know. It lasts so, the entire day. I didn't realize how long it was. Yeah. So like how bored was Ryan? Like literally. Just, like, <laughs> He's sitting. Which, I don't th- yeah, he wasn't sitting out on the couch when they all left, so I'm yeah. sure he just like left when he had to. But it was also funny, he was watching Chappelle's show. Um, when he was at Pam's computer, because like Jim oh, comes yeah, up to yeah, him, yeah, 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 and also Jim doesn't play the game, the the card game. Does he? Because I don't think he has. Oh yeah, he doesn't have a mm-hmm. thing on his head. Because he's probably like trying to go do. Because he sale keeps thing. doing his sale, mm-hmm. and he, so the phone rings like abruptly when they're in the meeting. So he runs in, and then I think he misses like grabbing card, and he never gets one mm-hmm. for some reason. But yeah, Jim never plays the diversity game. Right. Um, which, I don't know. Again, it kind of tells into his character of just, like, he's so passive, he doesn't even, like... There might have been an extra card for him, because I'm sure Michael made enough oh, cards. Yeah, yeah. But he just, like... Michael didn't notice, so Jim didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's not like you'd want to participate in that right. either, but it's just, like, you know, he just, like, didn't even have the guts to be like, I didn't get a card. Because I feel like it is a Jim thing to even want to, like, play into what Michael does. Yeah. Because, like, it's Michael. You kind of want to find out what he has planned right but yeah he didn't because he's so focused on the sale even though he doesn't have enough drive to actually finish it he's just like i don't know he just gives up on like he he basically gives up on that day you know yeah totally um he does yeah because he's just flustered mm-hmm. the whole day yeah he, he was like because he walked into the meeting after they'd been playing the thing for a while yeah and yeah he just like was all just his hair was all crazy and yeah yeah he just kind of like hovered over pam like mm-hmm. behind her and just kind of like i don't know he didn't like say a lot um during the conversation uh it is a i noticed i don't like know what jim said but the funny the the funny haha line where dwight is like oh man am i a woman <laughs> yeah. There's, like, a moment in the background when Jim is, like, going to talk to Michael about something, but it cuts. There's, like, a hard cut um, to a different scene or something, but um, I don't know. It's just, like, I don't know. My random thought was just, like, I wonder if, like, Jim was trying to seek advice from Michael about, like, his sale that he was closing. Um, Because it seemed like he was going to ask a question, and I'm pretty sure Michael was out, like, just off the screen um so it seemed like jim was talking to michael about something and that was when he was like coming in after his call that's true this um, one might be because there was there was another deleted scene mm-hmm. where um jim plays a prank on dwight before that card with the oh, card really? and so it might be that because okay. i think because when dwight says that am i a woman um jim is like yes you are and he like writes dwight on a card and then <laughs> trades him cards he's like here's a better one and so Dwight is Dwight. So he's trying to figure out who he is. <laughs> okay. So I think that's what it is. But it, right. is, it is another interesting yeah. thing to think about if he would have maybe gone to Michael. Yeah. Because I could, I don't know, I could maybe see him doing that. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, 
obviously I don't think he would do it during like a meeting. Right. But like going back to the first episode, like the first scene is Jim talking about a sale that he wasn't able to close. Right. Um, and Michael has to do that's it, true. but it's behind closed doors because mm-hmm. he wouldn't admit that to anyone else. Yeah, true. Um, but yeah, it's just like, I don't know. Yeah. Wow. I'm just thinking about that because it's just like the first thing is Jim not being able to close sale and so Michael has to do it yeah. for him. Interesting. And even though Michael <laughs> thinks it's a guy, he still gets the sale closed. Yeah. Yeah. Like they still do business with him. Mm-hmm. They're like, you're an idiot, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I need paper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. And also with Michael, like with all of his like glaring flaws, especially yeah. brought out in this episode, uh-huh. like he's still, again, like his heart shows up. Like I could see, like if Jim had approached him, yeah. he would have like gone and sat down with Jim. Uh-huh. Like, okay, we're going to close this sale. Yeah. Like, he's that kind of guy, mm-hmm. which is so weird because he just has, like, these, just these moments of clarity yeah. where he's himself. And he's, like, he's he would actually be a really good boss if he could, yeah. like, uh, tune into that, like, those small moments of clarity that he has. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And I think that's why, like, I don't know. You learn that Michael's, like, he's a good dad figure, I feel like. Because mm-hmm. even though he has his flaws, it's just, like, you know, he... I feel like the responsibility of like having children because they're yours and they already like they want to look up to you. So Michael already has that going yeah. for him yeah. with a kid that he's like raising. So I think like he's much more of like a dad figure than like a boss because if he has the right people to like look up to him, then he can like be a good role model. Yeah. But I think just because like he has these moments of clarity where he wants to like he can like he kind of is a dad figure sometimes to these people but that's you know that's very far and few in between um but i don't know you just think of like you know in the later seasons when he's no longer there and like being a dad right it's just like he must be like a great role model to these people because like he jokes around and he's an idiot but Mm. it's like i feel like when he really like takes the time to actually like be someone mm-hmm. like to care. something to someone yeah. it's just like he like nails it yeah like when he's willing to care yeah. he is like so capable mm-hmm. of like immense caring yeah for sure yeah so yeah that's that's a cool part about him mm-hmm. yeah and should we wrap it up yeah because we only have an hour yeah. <laughs> <laughs> man um just like one of my favorite lines from this episode we talked about at the beginning though is like mm-hmm. i wish every day was diversity day. yeah <laughs> so good yeah so yeah. take that into your hearts uh but just think of every day as diversity day yes <laughs> and remember the wise words of abraham lincoln if you're a racist i will attack you at the north yeah so watch out and with that we will see you guys later <laughs> all right we'll see you when we talk about the third episode so if you want to watch that um between the next week then yeah we'll see you then see ya